You're listening to Hats, Tats, and Stats podcast on the BICBP radio network with your hosts, EZD Derek Jaws, D-Wave Taylor Sekaterski, Big Diesel Nick Yelich, Bold Claim Ben Yelich, and Austin Kelm, the Stat Man. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of Hats, Tats, and Stats. I am EZD, and I am joined by Big Diesel, Nick Yelich. Big Diesel, what's up, buddy? How we, how we doing? Oh, man. I, so I'm told that there are some troubles amongst the tits. Yeah, this is uh, this is like Puerto Rico in 2016 post-hurricane. Just nothing, no water, no supplies to go around. Uh, nothing going good. Um, huh? The stats have not been uploaded as of noon on uh, Wednesday, on October Wednesday, 27th. <laughs> which is usually when the tits get released, so... Oh, boy. That's yeah. tough. That's tough. We're just waiting for the presidential uh, relief package to come in. Got to gotta wait for it. Uh, so the Sabres seem to have found a relief package somewhere. Sabres are elite. Uh, they're buzzing. Confirmed, We're going to the cup. We're going to the cup. Elite. <laughs> um, nah, man. I, I, I love Donnie Meatballs, though. You know, shout out to the, to the Don father. Got the boys buzzing. Not only that, he was screaming at the official the other night. Like he's, I, I he's heard. a straight shooter, just he's, he's savage. He's got a little bit of that old school in him. Now we heard uh, the Jackoff, who should not be named, who coached prior to him, was the great motivator, right? It, yeah, yeah, uh, the, the, the people lead, person, the leader of men. Yeah. And now, now this dude comes in, and I heard after the second period against Tampa, my man blew a goddamn gasket in the locker room. He should have. And the boys came out and lit it up. Like, I'm sorry, that's a motivator to me. Like, that, that's, yeah. that's a dude that's he getting also, in and getting after it. I mean, the the number one thing I've noticed about Donnie Meatballs, too, is is especially at, on the home games, right? Because home games, you control matchups, you control last change. He just rolls his lines right through lunch pal mentality. We're doing the same thing. Right. We're going to play aggressive, and we're going to have quick shifts on and off the ice. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. Right. And... Kruger played the soccer style where it was like every different, like, okay, so one goal game, you're plus one goal game, I should say. You're up right. one, you play this way. You're up two, you play this way. You're up three, you play that way. You're down one, you play this way. You're down two, you play. Donnie Meatballs is like, hey, we're going to go play hockey, yeah. the sport that we're all professionally playing, right? and we're just going to do that for 60 minutes and see what happens. Right. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, it, it's from what I've seen, it's looked good. They're playing hard. Um, I'd be lying if I said I haven't already pulled trig on some tickets. Uh, you know what? I I'm a piece of shit. I, <laughs> I, I I don't know what you want from me. I haven't pulled trig on tickets yet, but uh, I'm about to pull pull trigger on actually turning it on my TV because I I don't I, I don't want I didn't want to get my hopes up, but here we are. I'm hopeful. I mean, there's it's always been, there's always this year, right? It's well, not even that. <laughs> it and you know this goes back for the whole. You just we'll talk playoff drought real quick, right? There's been competitive teams in the drought in terms of like, oh man, we were almost we almost made the playoffs. Right. If everybody remembers three years ago we had that ten game winning streak, Jeff Skinner scores forty. Yep. We missed out on the playoffs by I think four points to Montreal. Yeah. Something like that. So like that's a competitive team. Sure. But then it took a dive and we brought in a friggin' soccer coach. But dude, just Oh man, the vibe in the building is different now. For for a team that started with not being able to break five thousand fans in attendance, yeah, like, and now all of a sudden, like, and, and here's the thing: like, why do you buy tickets to go to a sporting event? Why do you buy tickets to go to a Bills game? Why do you buy tickets to go to a Sabres game? Whatever your team is, you know, if you're a, if you're a Mets fan for Christ's sake, why do you buy tickets? To Let's be not en- make fun of Mets fans. To be entertained, 
right? You're going yes. to have a good time and be entertained. The Sabres were almost unwatchable last year. That was the best thing that Donnie Meatball said going into the offseason last year. He said, you know what? We might not be the best team, but this is an entertainment industry, and I will be damned if we're not an entertaining team to watch. Right. And hey. here we are. And here we are. Um, Craig, oh, also, I just got it. Craig Anderson, um, for the casual hockey fan, I would advise you just go and look him up. Dude is an absolute legend. Um, his wife, I want to say, beat cancer uh, three years ago. And to celebrate that, he went on a conference final run with the Ottawa Senators. Nice. Who, if you haven't paid attention ever since he left, have been bottom three of the league. Um, there, There is a little bit of a, a Fitzmagic vibe. Ooh. The goalie Fitzmagic vibe around Ooh. him. Does he have a beard? No. Damn it. No, but he is old. Got it. Um, <laughs> now, granted, he started off this season really hot. I don't think he can keep up his numbers. He's at like a 945 save percentage right Jesus. now. Jesus. Uh, which is, yeah, exactly. That's just out of this world. But, I mean, it's great to see him come in and play hard. He's, yeah. he's just one of those guys who, if you look up his backstory and um, all that stuff, he's one of those guys you can't help but root for. Right. And I'm glad he's here. And then one more thing I got to say. You're good. One Go. more thing. That's why we're here, buddy. If you ever have a question where we're pulling these guys just randomly from the league from and why they're all fitting well into Don Granado's system, U.S. National Development Team from 2014 to 2016, that's where all of our veteran signings have come from. If, if we're, I love our style. We're drafting Europeans who can put the puck in the net, and then we're just signing some good old American boys <laughs> who are going to go work in the corner, baby. You know what? That like that. I think that's what I like about this team is young, hungry uh, prospects who are trying to prove themselves yep. and and veterans who a lot of people think don't belong that are just trying to say, hey, I still got tread on these tires and I still yeah. belong in the league. And yeah. I mean, th- there have been a lot of successful teams across a lot of different sports that have made th- made that a calling card. It's also time that we talk about the addition by subtraction of Rasmus Ristolainen because I was a Risto truther, baby. Yeah. But, oh, my God, if that doesn't make the biggest difference in the world when he's not playing 25 <laughs> minutes a night or he's not playing at all on your team. Right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to all the fans who I tried to say Risto was was good. Um, well, we can't be right all the time. If we yeah. were, like, we, we wouldn't be real. I mean, real. look at this. All I wanted was one guy who's going to be sort of physical. I mean, we got John Hayden on the roster right now. Samuelson's back from injury and skating, so – we got him on the way. Right. Owen Power doing his thing in Michigan. So I'm not that worried. Ho- hopefully. Hopefully the future is looking bright. Well, I mean. <laughs> I mean they're, they're, do- they're doing well right I'll, now. I'll how, put it this way. There's how certainly this, a future. Yes. And how, how, this, uh, like how this season finishes out, obviously, has yet to be seen. They're playing well. They're playing hard. And that's what, like, really, that's, that, that's, that's what it. we wanted. That's what we wanted I mean, as a we, fan base. We came on the podcast last year and said multiple times. If we were to lose five to three instead of five to one, we'd be happy, right? Because it's just like, yeah, like put up a friggin' fight. But yeah. now they're winning five to one, right? So oh, I, I, right. against <laughs> against the reigning, defending Stanley oh Cup champions. Oh my god! By the way, that friggin' check from Stamkos on Dylan Cousins. Did you watch that at all? I did not. I didn't see it. Okay, so there was a penalty on the play. Dylan Cousins has the puck, and um, the hockey rule is when the defending team grabs the puck and gets possession, the whistle goes for the penalty. So sure. Sabres have the puck. Penalty is uh, going. Anderson skates to the bench. We get the extra attacker on. Cousins cuts to the middle of the ice. Steven Stamkos, the dirty mother trucker. I didn't swear. Oh, uh, <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know why. this. I mean, I know. It's just a habit because I've been coaching JV. Oh, there you um, go. But he stands up and brings his shoulder up 
pops Dylan Cousins right in the I, nose. Okay, I saw the I saw the picture right. of so Dylan Cousins is bleeding. The refs were staring right at it, and they didn't do anything. And the NHL didn't do anything I, after yeah. he hit him straight in the head. Principal point of contact, straight to the nose. Nothing. Yeah, I saw I saw the picture of him standing there looking at the referees like, "Are you kidding me?" And it was actually in a tweet that said, "So if if this would have happened to me because of a, a stick. fiberglass stick, it's four minutes. four minutes and a possible suspension, but because he did it with his shoulder, ah, uh, okay, that's, that's just not how that works. That's a bad look." Bad look for the NHL uh, and the commissioner there. Uh, the other two commissioners are all over the friggin' news right now. Um, Manfred came out and said he's not making the Braves change their name or abandon the chop. Nor should he. And he and he said flat out, he goes, they have a great relationship with the Native Americans in the area. The Native Americans support it. Yeah. That's good enough for me. Um, and then Goodell comes also, out. Yeah, but like also just Braves is not, it's not Redskins. It's not the old Syracuse name, Orange Men. You right. know what I mean? It's not like Braves, Warriors. That the, those ones never right. And like the the big thing with the Indians was the cartoonish look to the logo. Right? And no, stuff I, and, I I get Indians too because like that just straight up. I mean, you know. Yeah, we we don't need to go into the semantics yeah. of it, but 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 like that. Okay, but yeah, exactly. Those those, those there's there's just a difference. Like Warrior and Brave, or like San Diego State Aztecs. Right. You know what I mean? Those the Florida State Seminoles. North Dakota State Fighting Sioux. I'm right. still pissed they got rid of that logo. I don't know what was racist about that logo. It was beautiful. So it, it's one of those things where a, a lot of it comes down to people outside of the area. Naturally. Have an issue with it, which is why I like that Manfred said, because like they do, yeah. they, like they have a great relationship with the the people of that area. Right. So like, I'm not touching it because like if, if you're from outside the area going, that's a problem. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. Like they're they're in their market doing their thing. If you don't like it, don't watch. Look, and, I'll tell you this: I played lacrosse in Central New York with a bunch of native kids my whole life. You know, um, do you ever get the native flu? No, can't no. Get, can't have the native flu. No, <laughs> no. But I mean, like, in that's all, a letter Kenny reference. People, calm yes. down. Don't don't cancel the show. It's 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 reference to playing big tough burly dudes that are going to beat the tar out of you. Exactly. Even if you win the game, you're going to know you played the natives. So uh, a lot of guys don't like don't like doing that. Not like yeah. a lot of guys aren't built for combat. I'm just I, my my whole point was there's a the, back to the whole, you know. The native kids care about redskins, orange men. <laughs> Warriors, Braves, they don't give a shit. I mean, there's right. there's also the appreciation of their own culture in that kind of thing, you know what Absolutely. I mean? Respecting the Warriors and yeah. and you get it. I do. Uh, and then get- I want one more. I, I just want to say this real quick because this sure. is this is not going to come up at any other point. But NLL National Lacrosse League signed a ESPN TV deal yesterday. Oh, so all the games will be broadcasted on ESPN Plus or and now the NLL is indoor, right? Yep, that's where the bandits. So play. bandits and all that. Um, so that's that's really big news for the lacrosse world. Yep, between that and because now and don't a lot a lot of those dudes also play PLL, Correct. right? Which right. is really cool. Like, imagine watching, for those of you who aren't lacrosse people, imagine watching the best hockey players in the NHL in the offseason going and playing, like... Roller. Like, yeah, going to play roller hockey. Like, how cool would that be? Yeah. And that's what, and that's what lacrosse does, because those dudes I mean, just honestly, like it would be like, fo- it'd be like if the NFL in the summertime had a seven-on-seven seven league. Yeah. Like, that'd be, that's, that'd... It's, that's, that's what indoor lacrosse... Indoor lacrosse also super fun... Like if you it's live fast, it's yeah. Like, if you live in a, in or near a city where one of these teams play, I advise you to go. The tickets are super cheap. It's, it's NBA kind of um, 
vibe where there's music playing the yep. whole time and you just it's Ho- like hockey, a party. hockey style hitting yeah. high scoring it, 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 I, listen it's I'm not a blast a, I'm not a big lacrosse guy I've gotten into it more and more in the last couple of years because yeah you of, don't really have a choice yeah, no no kidding <laughs> uh, but I've been to bandits games even prior to that and they're a friggin riot yeah. they're a great time so uh, I'm just glad that I'm like it, you know obviously you can't get to every game I'm glad that I can sit at home and actually watch a bandits game now. right that's which huge. is huge that's huge for any Especially professional sport in this city, man, oh. it's one of the only successful sports franchises in this city. <laughs> like perennial successful. Yeah, like constantly in the finals, and you can never watch it on TV. Like because like the Bisons are good, right? But, like they 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 went on like a ten year drought of anything, and right. like well, now this they, year they, they were one get, of they they did get signed with the Mets for a while. They, that wasn't true. their fault. That, that doesn't help. <laughs> but you know they actually they did they did really well this year, and then minor league baseball did away with playoffs. They did like a yeah, I don't know what was that like a run to the end where it was like a ten game series with three other teams and. They crowned what was the, the point of that? I don't know. Was it because that every like all the no games idea. got mushed together or I, something? I, I have no clue. Um, but before we break into the NFL, we're going to break into some NFL news. Goodell came out today and said that he uh, he is not releasing any more information on the Washington football team probe. Uh, and he kind of he, he kind of white knighted it a little bit. He, you know, knight in shining armor kind of like, oh, I'm doing it to protect the women, the women who came forward and stuff like that. And then. One of the women who came forward broke the whole anonymous thing and said, wait a minute, we said we'd do this and we didn't want anything traced back to us, but we didn't say we didn't want it publicized. Yeah, but I'll give that to Roger Goodell. That's not his place to make it like if if there's going to be somebody to make it public, in my opinion, it should be somebody who doesn't want to be like doesn't want to have the anonymous thing and actually break the story. Like, right. Unless so, unless it's the end of the investigation, penalties and, and all that which, is being announced. I don't think it's Goodell's spot to be. Well, I, I think the problem is it is the end. He came out and said that, like, Dan Snyder has been punished and you know punitive action has been taken across the board for anybody and it's done. And I'm not releasing any any more details. And then the people are like, wait, wait a minute. The world needs to know what happened here. Well, I was, and he, I was. And he went well for the women. We're not going to. And the women are going. Fuck that. Like, first of all, I got a lot of issues with Goodell. I'm still going to stick on this point because, like, again, it should be wait for the the civil slash criminal sure. courts to really you know say what's going on because a lot can get lost in translation. Roger Goodell. You know, he puts his foot in his mouth at least All three time. times a year. All the time. So I, I don't really blame him for not a... Uh... Best NFL tradition ever, Goodell getting booed <laughs> at, the, at the draft. Yeah. So, so uh, I mean, I, I get your point, too. Well, and it, it's funny because one of the women, like I said, she did come out. Uh, her name is Rachel. I don't know. I, I, I wrote it up earlier today. but uh, Good she, girl. Local girl. She came out and basically said, uh, you know, what the hell? Like, the, the world needs to know. Uh, Rachel okay. Engelson is her name. Um, basically came out and said, like, what the hell? Like, we, we said we wanted to be anonymous. We, we didn't want this traced back to us out of fear of retaliation or whatever. Yeah. But we didn't say, like, you didn't say it wouldn't be put out there. Like, we wanted, so the info was put out, but we weren't tied to it. Our names right. weren't on it. Right. And they couldn't tell, like, oh, well, I know for a fact that this Rachel girl, like, that was her thing. Like, yeah. I, she, but, like, we, we want it out there. Yeah. And so, like, a group of them actually, prior to Goodell saying this, sent letter like letters to the NFL owner saying you need to expose what happened here and then Goodell said to save the women like yeah uh, it, it's a, it's a rough look for yeah. Goodell who's no, no stranger to rough looks yeah but, uh, so lots of lots of commissioners in the news got a little hockey in there got a little lacrosse in there now let's break it down in the NFL um, so 
<laughs> Thursday night football actually looks like it could be, could be a good game this week. Yeah, we'll see. This this is my game of the week. This is my pick for game of the week Love for the Hat Stats and Stats games of the week. The Packers visiting the Cardinals. The Cardinals uh, look pretty damn good right now, sitting at seven and zero. Favored by six and a half here, scoring all kinds of points and not giving up a whole lot. Um, yeah, that JJ Watt acqu- acquisition actually looks uh, pretty decent. Yeah, it looks pretty good over there, huh? Funny how that works. Uh, and then the Packers. I mean, aside from a Week One slip up, they look pretty darn good too. Well. I will say this about the Packers. Now, granted, tits haven't been updated this week uh, yet, but their defense is still an issue. It's yeah. it's just it. Look, at Aaron Rodgers is the reason they're six and one. Absolutely, <laughs> I you know want, that comes want, as a shock to everybody who's watched football. But you, like, you want to talk about a guy who, if you take him off the field, the team looks completely different. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. So, I I mean that's you said it best is the Cardinals. Not allowing a lot of points, but putting up a lot of points. Putting up a ton of points. Yeah, so the Packers' big issue this year has not been scoring points. It's been getting teams off the field. I don't know. Yeah, it looks like uh, there's four teams in the NFC that have put that have broken the 200-point mark. And was it Rams, side. Cards, uh Rams, Cards, Bucks, Bucks Cowboys. Yeah, Rams, Cards, Bucks, Cowboys. And then on the other side, the Bills, who are a game behind some of, those, some of those teams, are the only team in the AFC that's broken the 200-yard threshold. Weight room. Or 200-point threshold. In six games. Yeah. In, I got, yeah. <laughs> one. So, and the Cardinals are at 225. The Bills are at 206. And the Cardinals have seven games. The Bills only have six. So Electric. Fire it up. So, uh, who you got here, bud? Um, I'm going to take the cards. I think I am. I'm too. a coward, but it's like it's in Arizona. I just don't trust the Packers' defense more than I trust Aaron Rodgers, which is crazy. But I, I, I think we're if you see... can't get Kyler off the field, who who do they have that can cover DeAndre? Who do they have that can? I mean, if Kyler gets running, and then you got Chandler Jones and JJ Watt chasing down Aaron Rodgers all day, and you got athletes all over the back end, Buda Baker, Isaiah Simmons. You know what I mean? Like, they, they just took the most athletic people, put them on the defensive side of the ball, let them fly around. I mean, the the biggest win the Packers have to date is against the Bengals in overtime. Which is a good win. It's Bengals a good, are That's legit. a good win. Um, but, I mean, they got thumped by the Saints. They beat the Lions, the Niners, the Steelers, the Bears, and the football team since, like, yeah. around that. Yep. So, like, I'm not sitting here going, oh, my God. Like They're not world beaters. No. And right now They're the Cardinals good are the world. But the Cardinals, um, the Cardinals look like the class of the NFC. Yes, and I, I think Rodgers keeps this game closer. Oh, absolutely. Than, I don't. I, I don't like. Okay, I'll put it this way: Arizona minus six and a half. I would take the Packers plus six and a half. I would take the points. Right. But if we're going money line, I'm taking cards. Right. So, I agree. I think the cards take the game. Uh, you know, I, you you do more gambling and betting on it than I do. So I do not. But I appreciate that more more than I, I. I don't know what half of what you just said means. So. I, Six and a, you don't know that. that I, means? I know what it means. Okay. I'm being a smart ass. I was gonna say like we can go through it. Like <laughs> listeners could understand too. Uh, moving on, the first game on Sunday is going to be a con- okay. So T Wave hasn't gotten back to me with his suck bowl of the week. This is a candidate. <laughs> Panthers at Falcons. Yeah. Uh, Sam Darnold got benched. Uh, unknown if he starts this week. Yeah. I do like P.J. Walker. I do, too. Always in for P.J. Walker. The line is Atlanta minus three right now. Oh, boy. Uh, the Panthers are also on a four-game winning streak or losing streak after starting out 3-0. Atlanta looks like they've unlocked Kyle Pitts in Atlanta. 
division game. What do you what are you thinking here? Um I think I think the Panthers are a good enough football team to get by the Falcons. I really do. Yeah, I, see, I, I, think, I, I think I, I think so they defensively too, match up well. They they match up defensively well with everybody. But right. that's and not th- the issue. The issue is can they put the ball in the end zone without Christian McCaffrey on the field? I, I think against the Falcons they can. Listen, this Falcons defense made the Philly offense look elite in week one. Okay. So that's fantastic, but like also they just got beaten by the Giants twenty five to three. I I think the Giants are better than the Eagles. <laughs> I just I don't know. I I just think there's more there. But uh Do you think the Giants are better than the Falcons? I don't know. <laughs> Listen. So we talked. Me and me and Matt Johnson from Two Point talked about this on the episode that released just just a few hours ago. Yeah. Um. And there's a whole lot of top heavy in the NFL right now. Yeah. Like the like the top teams, the top teams, and then there's a whole lot of blah behind yeah. it. So I'll, I'll I'll take I'll take Atlanta minus three here. I'll take the points for the Falcons and the win. I'm taking the Panthers here. All right. Uh, this one's gonna be a slugfest. The Titans at the Colts. The yeah. Colts have been playing some good football lately. Colts they're, have turned it around. Like, they're, I mean, and they're, they're a different team than the first time these two saw each other. That's true. And also, I mean, we talked about it a ton. Um, the Colts got screwed out the gate with back-to-back on-the-road NFC West opponents. They sure did. Like, that's a tough way to open up your season. Uh, and they bounce back the way that they should. Yes. You know? The the, the line here is even. It is. I can't imagine this why. Is, this is a pick em. Yeah. I mean, the Colts did what they should against the Texans. Uh, they went to overtime with the Ravens, who at the time were considered the class of the A- one of the class of right. AFC. Three point loss, or was oh, four, that's right? Four. Didn't they go Rams, Seahawks, Ravens, or something like that? Yeah, the they game? went Rams. They went Seahawks, Rams, Titans. Then they beat the Dolphins, and then went to OT with the Ravens, and then thumped the Texans and beat the Niners last week. Yeah, yeah. The Colts are a sneaky team because that that record is not indicated does not indicate the kind of team that they actually are. No, I mean, they came out like brand new quarterback, trial right. by fire, and right. held their not own. Not to mention the old double sprained ankle. <laughs> Two sprains! <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> now, that being said, do they? I, I, I like Darius Leonard. I like DeForest Buckner. They got some pieces on the defense. Do they have enough pieces to, to stop King Henry? I think they have enough to stop King Henry, which makes the Titans susceptible. I don't think they have enough to stop King Henry. I think they do have enough to create one to two turnovers off of Ryan Tannehill. I, I think they do. I think they slow him down enough that they can score points and run the football. And I think it slows that offense down enough that I think this is a. I think this is an old school. This is going to be I a mean, fun one. I mean, yeah. we're like I'm. I'm thinking like the the Titans Colts. Matchups of like Andrew yes. Luck versus Marcus Mariota. I mean, even before that. Oh, we're talking early two like, thousands. Peyton, pa- uh, Peyton versus Peyton versus McNair. Yeah, Aaron McNair when like Bob Sanders yeah, was like yeah, the okay. run stopping safety of the yeah, world. Yeah, and yeah. Then, like these two, these two teams would play each other in the in in, uh, in the in the divisional round, and whoever played them was like sweet. They're still yeah. going to be beat to shit after this because they just beat the tar out of each I other Jeff for Fisher sixty back. minutes. But I miss uh, Jeff Fisher. I want the I I want and I need and I'm going to take the Colts here. Okay. I will. Uh, I'll take the Colts as well, um, but I'm not comfortable about it. <laughs> you, you can't be. I mean, so we talked about the 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 Colt or the Bills Titans game on two point, and you know what? Like the big the big difference in that game was one play in one yard. Eh. 
like one one play and some soggy dewy grass at the end of the day. Eh, I but, don't I don't agree with that, but that's all right. Um, I think we got out coached all game, which led to that. You, point. you were you were on a different level that night, but I was pissed. You were well, on we a, handed away the one seed, and then I agree. Baltimore Baltimore helped us out by absolutely getting schlacked last week, and the one seed is back in play. But boy, did we just like. We had the driver's seat and we handed it right away. I, I, and you're and you can I be know. angry about I'm it. I'm angry, but when you objectively look at it, that's what it broke down to. And I, I the Titans aren't going to get that one play or that slip every week. And no. you know they they have. I mean, Titans can lick my taint. Let's I agree. move on. I agree. <laughs> I mean, and they they have a tough they have a tough run coming up. You know they they got the Colts this week. They got the Rams look next it, week. There's there's the nobody Saints. in the NFL who has a schedule as easy or as fun as the Bills. I agree. <laughs> So, uh, moving to the Bills, the Dolphins are coming to town on Halloween. We're oh, yeah. going as quarterback zombies. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, speaking of quarterback zombies, you see Bruce uh, Bruce Smith's <laughs> that was great. front yard. Uh, so, if you didn't see it, Bruce Smith in uh, in tune with Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett, who put just 10, he, yeah, he, 10 he, random he, quarterbacks to him. Oh, he one-upped him for sure. Oh, Bruce <laughs> Smith went out and put a tombstone on his front yard for every quarterback he ever sacked in the NFL. And for those listening, he has 200 sacks right. in his career. <laughs> so it was cool. You just saw you just saw Bruce standing there like with like crossed arms with a big shit-eating grin on his face. 40 freaking tombstones. With 40 tombstones. <laughs> like, there, there wasn't enough room. If that was an actual cemetery, those bodies would be on top of each other. <laughs> Breaking all kinds of Literally code. walking dead when they... They had all the, the bodies and the white sheets yep. out in the parking lot. That is Bruce Smith's yeah. graveyard. But, no, oh, that was beautiful. Uh, I feel bad for the Dolphins here. Yeah. I and mean, I say that when I don't really feel bad for the Dolphins here. 4-0 off the bye with under McDermott, plus 26-point differential. Yeah. This is tough. So. I, I feel bad for the Dolphins. Do we do we go for the double Tua smoking show? Yeah. I, I think Tua's lucky to play a full game again. Yeah. Yeah, and, 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 and I'm not wishing an injury on him. No, I, I no, think no, no. I think he might get benched. I don't know if he gets benched. I just don't. They they don't have an offensive line. No, and we we do things well enough to disguise that kid who's not ready to read what right. we're doing. But that's and, the thing is like, I if you watch McDermott versus Tua, you know what I mean. They don't throw the full gambit at him. Oh God, no. And they don't have to. No, and I love that. No, it they they play a lot of base coverage, bring five, and the, guess what? He can't handle it. Right, and they <laughs> they I, they they do just enough to disguise which five they're bringing. That, right, uh, like it, it's reminiscent of the uh, of the Justin Fields preseason game where he just shifts the line the wrong way and eats one. Yeah, like and that's it's a tough look. The Bills Bills by a billion. This doesn't need to be any. Yeah, more I'll than take that. the thirteen and a half points. Yeah, for sure. Lock it. Put it on the board. Um. I want a fifty. Uh, I want a fifty burger tuna sandwich here. Ooh, that's what I want. Tuna sandwich. Tuna sandwich. Yeah, yeah. Tuna tongue of aloha. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> uh, I feel equally bad for the Jets. I don't <laughs> suffer. <laughs> welcome to obscurity, friends. <laughs> yeah, you, you, uh, they don't need a welcome. They've been there. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, Robert Slot came out this week and said that there's he's he's still a big fan. There's a lot of talent on this team, and he still thinks this team is in a spot where they can win championships. The defense is not a pushover. No, like that's the one thing Robert Sala brought his defense with him, and that makes the uh, I I think it is more of a tell of just not having the right athletes there with what the Patriots did to them last week. Yeah, I mean, like look at this dude. It's his first year as the coach. 
and he's had one draft, one free agency. Right. It's this. It's it's similar. It's not the same, but it's similar to new head coach in a college gig, and you just take over the team. It's right. like none of my guys are there yet. Right. None of none of what I want to do, what I'm going to build this to be, is here yet. Well, and and but <laughs> we're we're looking at a guy who you know, yes, he had you know one draft and one free agency, but you know that first year is like. You know, you you have the draft capital that the last guy left. Right, you. and who's going to come play for the Jets? Right, uh, and we we understand that being being Bills fans, that yeah, was a right. lot of, there I was mean, a lot like, of that at, like, at Buffalo. For well, a long when time. McDermott got here for his first year, same thing, right? He traded away half the team because it wasn't his guys. Yeah, and they rebuilt. Yep. So it, I I remember that we like we I remember sitting here talking like why like we got rid of every talented player on our roster, and his entire thing was, it's not about getting the best guys; it's about getting the right guys. Right, and. I, I think Salah has a lot of that going for him. He I, does. I don't agree with his uh, his assertion that Mr. Wilson is on the same track as a Josh Allen. Well, I mean, he, per se. he has to. I know he that. has to say that. But it's not that he has to say it. He has, has to believe, to believe it. it. Yes. Oh, I mean, and that, he that's, tied his fortunes to that young quarterback for the next sure three did. years. And if it doesn't pan out in two years, he's going to be in for a new job. Uh, is Wilson starting this week? I don't know. No, no, no he's hurt. Like down, down. Yeah, for the uh, that's why they. Who did? Oh, they traded for Joe Flacco. Fifth oh, the, round pick. <laughs> Elite Joe yeah. Flacco. Yeah, bringing him back. What a Jets thing to do. I know, right? Like let let a guy go that you could have signed for league league. I wanted Josh minimum. McCown back. I know. <laughs> um, so you let a guy go that you could have re-signed for league veteran minimum, and then you have to give up a sixth round pick to get him back. <laughs> so Should have given up a seventh and gotten Ben DiNucci. Uh Ben DiNucci. <laughs> Uh, I'm glad they didn't go after the third stringer over there in Gardner Minshew, which like you you would almost think like I, I would have taken Gardner no over Flacco, kidding. but, but I, that's why that's why we're sitting here and you know sure <laughs> I am somebody else is running the Jets. <laughs> um, a 1 p.m. slugfest on uh, the Steelers visiting the Browns. In, Cleveland minus three and a half here in in a battle to stay relevant in the AFC North. I mean. Yeah, Cleveland's Cleveland's hurting in terms of injuries. Steelers are hurting in terms of talent. And at the end of the day, I don't know if either of them have enough to go with the Bengals, Ravens, pound for pound. No. You know what I mean? No. Um if if the Browns want to hang with either of those two teams, they got to be able to run the football and which they can. They've shown that they can, but Absolutely. I don't but that team doesn't get away with your third string running back and a backup quarterback against those two teams. They, they just don't. I, they they might not do it this week against that defense. Like right. like the Steelers. The reason the Steelers are three and three is not because their offense is like sneaky and putting up points. It's because their defense is so good that they can manufacture points. Yes, like that's crazy. And at bare minimum, like I mean, they've only scored one hundred and seventeen, which right. is I mean, bottom the ja- five. The Jags, the Texans, the Jets, Dolphins. Uh, no, the Dolphins have scored more. Really? Yes. When? <laughs> Barely. Uh, and I think what what did I say they had? The Steelers. Yeah. One seventeen. One seventeen. So uh, they get barely eked out. Oh no, the Bears are behind them too. So they're oh, they're, they're so they're they're like fifth. Yeah, like, they're like bottom five, bottom yeah. bottom six, sort of like that. Uh, offensively, but they're I mean their defense is Nasty. really good. Nasty. Like their defense is very, very good. Um, I'll put which, it to you. I'll put it to you this way. I know this from last week's tits. Obviously, again, numbers haven't been updated, right. but offensive drive success rate. Whenever they got a first down, the chances of them getting a first down or points off of that first down was sixty-eight point five percent. Offensively, horrific. Right. Defensively, 
69.2%. Right. So almost, the defense almost has a better chance to score than so elite <laughs> that they're better than the offense. Like that, that right. it's, it's one of those crazy one of those statistical weird, weird anomalies where you just look at it and you're like, how the hell are they doing this? You know, and depending on what the Browns injury report looks like, I mean, you could be feeding into the strength of that defense if you don't have a quarterback if you don't have i mean one if of you're your on two, rb3 yeah, yeah if you're on rb3 and they just stack the box and make you make case keenum beat you yeah yeah all right, have fun yeah that could be that and you know this is one of those ones that it, it's just fighting for relevancy yeah in a division that depending on how the rest of your schedule and how things shake out and injuries you could be you know because of how bad like two of the divisions are right there there could be a second and, and maybe even a third wild card spot for that division. Yep, depending maybe. on how it shakes out. Maybe. Depending on how it shakes out. The the AFC West, AFC North are definitely going to have the wild card slots. Yes. You know what I mean? Um, I will take the Steelers plus three and a half here. I yeah. think that's too many points for a banged up Browns team. I know it's in Cleveland, but. I mean, the, the, you know. That's like a what? A two hour bus trip? Like, yeah. It's not. Like, it's Yeah. I, they they gave they gave this almost the same to the Browns over the Cardinals and we saw how that went. Yeah, so. uh, I just think it's too many points for a division game too. Like this is going to come down to a field goal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it sure is. Uh, so we have the <laughs> bold claim, Ben. What did he do this time? Wanted, he wanted to pick the oh. Lions over the Eagles as the upset <laughs> as the upset of the week, and we adamantly told him no. Because yeah. that, like, how do you, how do you pick what team is worse here to that, call an upset? You want you want a, a, a candidate I, for a suck bowl, yeah, not an not an upset. But like the the Lions should win this game by two scores, in my opinion. I, like I just I don't think the Eagles can do anything well, and I think the Lions are playing a ballsy kind of football that the Eagles can't hang with. I, lo- I yeah, I like Dan Campbell. The Lions have been playing hard. They're snake bitten to hell. <laughs> Oh my God! I mean that this team like you want to. So uh, if you if you don't pay attention to the totally indisputable team ranking system, aka the tits on social media, uh, our boy Manu wanted to say that the Lions should be better than where we had them ranked because they're unlucky, which was already a uh, a topic of discussion because some people were unhappy that I had four teams with one win below the Lions, right? And I had to explain to them that. Their offensive and defensive efficiency actually is in the positive, despite being winless. Right, and, and like, and they they were playing good football, and sh- I mean, they should have beaten the Ravens. Right. They, I mean, there's there's three three or They've four been teams in they every should have beaten. They've like, been in every game. You know, they, this team is three three or four bounces away from right. be, having four four more wins, or like, just being close to five hundred. Right. So, uh, the Lions, I think, here are the better team. Yeah, the line is Philly minus three and a half in Detroit. Um, I, I know Detroit's winless, but yeah, I, I think I got to take Detroit plus three and a half. Absolutely, here, right? I absolutely take the Lions here for sure. At least, at least not maybe not money line, but I'll take the three and a half. I don't think Philly's three and a half points better than Detroit. I'll tell you what, if, if the if the Lions come out this week with the same type of aggression and game plan that they came out with against the Lions or against the uh, the Rams last week, how do you expect that, man? That's a Jared Goff revenge game, right? Which I understand, but like the 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 ballsy calls of like trick plays, going for they've it. They've done like, that all year, though. Yeah, they've done I mean, that all year. But if you if you come out with that, like if you play the Eagles as if you're playing the Rams, which I again I know is yeah. tough to do in the pros, like yeah, they they win this game by two by two possessions at least. 
I think. So Probably. That, and, that, and that's that's just my opinion. But what the fuck do I know? All right, shout out Bold Claim Ben for picking that upset. Yeah, big big up, big ups to the Bold Claim <laughs> guy there. Uh, the Rams are absolutely going to destroy the Texans. Minus 14 and a half line there for the Rams. Oh, boy. That's I that's mean, a lot of points. I mean, if, if I'm you, hammering that. If you have... If you have the Rams in fantasy, start them all. Pick up a couple, like... Shout out Bold Claim Ben. He's got Cooper Cup as his dynasty wide receiver one. Oh, God, that's fantastic. And Austin. He's, his team is literally just a bunch of white boys. It's hilarious. <laughs> ben might be a closet racist. That's, we don't know. That's a, that's, a, that's, that's a bold move, but I expect no less from Bold Claim Ben. <laughs> yeah, this game's not going to be close. The Rams are going to... Absolutely, like, the poor Texans. I mean, the Texans been, suck, man. I mean, they, it, the only the only way the Texans become competitive is when Tarod gets back. Yes, and by then it's too late. Well, yeah, but I mean, at least then they'll be able to. You can watch them. I'd rather watch Tarod sling the ball around than Davis Mills. Uh, absolutely. Like so, the Texans they start off the season hot, beating the Jags. Yeah, start off hot. They were going toe to toe with the Browns until Tarod got hurt, and then twenty four yeah. to nine, forty to nothing. 31 to 3, 31 to 5 with the Patriots 25-22 final mixed in there randomly. So here's the thing about the Texans. They signed a lot of veteran one-year deals, kind of prove it, you know, go go get a job elsewhere next offseason or we'll pay you. Right. And defensively, they're not horrific. No, they're not. Despite those points. A lot of those points come from Davis Mills turning the ball over defense short field, right. you're screwed. And I mean, and it's tough to win that way. Right. I, which I'm is excited. why, which I'm, is that's the classic Tarad. You know, he's so good with not turning the ball over. Right. He's, that's why he's they almost were competitive. the perfect. He's almost the perfect guy for a roster like this. Yes, yes, he is. That's the reason he broke the drought for us. Absolutely, because it's a similar kind of roster. Yeah. Uh, so, regardless, hammer the Rams fourteen and a half. Sure, sure. Uh, the 49ers go to Chicago and take on Dub Bears. What do you got? San Fran is favored minus three and a half going into Chicago, and I'm just not really sure why. Neither of their quarterbacks have been impressive or healthy this year. Right. They, they're they just kind of the Niners. Are, I, they, are they healthy? <laughs> right. Like, I, I this is so frustrating because on paper, the Niners are an incredibly oh, talented a, team. It should be not even close. They should, be, they should be fighting for the top of the NFC West. Instead, yeah. they're sitting at two and four. Just above the Seahawks, who don't have Russell Wilson right now. Yeah. But I can't trust the Bears to get the job done. I'll take the Bears. I'll take the Bears plus three and a half here. You know, I'll take the points there. Yeah. Again, I don't think San Fran is three three and a half points better than Chicago. This this could be... Like a 17, 14, 13 also, to 10. I was going like, to say, it could also be like 31, 28. Right. But if you really think about it, though, the two strong points here are the two defenses. Yeah. Like, yeah. The, and the only the only person that the Bears have to worry about is the freaking Debo. Yeah. Like, pretty much. Brand, Brandon Ayuk's been irrelevant. Yeah. Uh, George Kittle, not. is he's, he's still out, right? Yeah. He's still on IR. So. Um, their entire running back core is hurt. Yeah, and they're on RB five or yeah, something like, like that. It, was it Elijah Mitchell? Is there? Is he still going? Uh, he he was hurt for a while. That's he, what I'm he, saying. <laughs> he, he, he came he came back, but okay. Uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, week week one he he set the world on fire. Right. Everyone picked him up in fantasy, and he's yeah. been generally irrelevant since. Um, and the Bears' offense can't do anything. Right. I mean, th- this team was better with Andy Dalton at the helm somehow. Eh. They were. 
You can AME all you want. They were. I think that they're just kind of bad no matter who plays quarterback for them. But I think, like, right, but I think Dalton gives them a better Okay, chance. yeah, I mean, okay, like, so it has, Dalton has a higher floor yes. on the offense than Justin there, Fields. And there it is. Like, no we, shit. Yeah. Justin Fields is a rookie. Yeah. Who you got here, bud? I already said I'll take the Bears plus three and a half You're here. taking the Bears? Yeah, I just, I, that's, that's too many points. I'm a 49ers truther. I'm going with the Niners. Money line or points? Sure. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Um, the Patriots at the Chargers. This is interesting. The first, it's the first four o'clock game we're talking about. Uh, this is an interesting one because the Patriots sometimes look like they can play some serious football, and other times look generally lost. Yeah, LA minus six here uh, in LA. Uh, the Patriots. They play Patriot football, man. They do. It's Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick has mastered getting the game to a one-score game, and then it's a fifty-fifty toss-up. He used to have the cheat code. For winning those games, which yeah. is just having Tom Brady on your roster, right? That's gone. Mac Jones doesn't look awful. No, which is I'm not going to say it's a, it's concerning or a problem for the Bills, but <laughs> I'm not exactly thrilled with so how he's looked. We we kind of talked about the fact. So they one point loss against the Dolphins, dominated the Jets, got dominated by the Saints, one possession loss to the Bucks, overtime with the Texans, right? Which is I mean we just talked about. Like what? The, like what? What? Yeah. <laughs> like that, that Patriots that, football. Though. That, that game is sandwiched in between the Texans getting thumped three times in a row. Yeah. Uh, and then they, sh- they they shoot it out and go to overtime with the Cowboys, and then dominate the Jets again. Fifty burger on the Jets. Yeah. Yeah. Dominant against the Jets. Granted, with some dude with the last name of White under center for the Jets at then you Mike White baby. Mike, Mike White sounds literally like some. Random AI generated nonsense. Yeah, that, that sounds like the dude you draft first overall in Madden next yeah. year. Um, and he ends up being a sixty-eight normal development. Right. So, um, I I think the Patriots are in trouble here, though. The Chargers got beat up their last time on the field. Yeah, coming off a bye. And coming off pissed. a bye, and they they're pissed. Yeah, they 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 need to prove some things to some people, including themselves. The thing with the Chargers, I I, I know everybody's kind of sucking them off here because Jay Herb. Their defense is, is, like, they are very similar to the Chiefs. And uh, what was the other team I was thinking of here? Where it was like, oh, the uh, the Packers. Right. They their, their defense is actually a problem. They can't get teams consistently off of the field. They Like, Derwin James, Joey Bosa will go and make splash plays. And that's fantastic. But if teams can put together drives, like, especially the Ravens, you know what I mean? Like, they're so built to play the Chiefs or the Bills, I guess you could say. Right. That when they face the Browns or the Ravens or a team with a power running game, they are screwed. Right. And then Jay Herb has to be a world beater. He has to be. Yeah. Which, he's it's, been great through his first year and a half. Well, and it, You don't want to put that on a guy no, every it, time. It, it, it's tough to expect a guy to be a world beater every time he plays Especially as a young QB. It's right. one thing to expect Peyton Manning in his eighth year to be Peyton Manning. It's another thing to expect J- Justin Herbert in, what is it, his 20th, 21st Something NFL like that, start yeah. to just constantly be the hero? Yeah. That's a lot, man. And, you know, that that, that Baltimore game was indicative of that. I mean, right. that, and that, that's probably the best defensive game the, the Ravens have played all year. Right. So you, you, you had a great scheme against them because Herbert didn't have time to do anything. Right. Uh, a lot of drops in that game, too. Mike Williams looked like old Mike Williams, not yeah. new Mike Williams, which doesn't help. So, Well, that's 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 the NFL for you well, any that, given Sunday, right? That, that was one of those games that, you know, any 
anything that could go wrong for the Col- or for the Chargers did, yep. and it just didn't go well against the good Everyone team. has those days. They sure do. Everyone makes mistakes. They sure do. Nobody's perfect. Oh, boy. Living you work it. Oh, boy. I wish I had the thing up here. I'd mute you right now. <laughs> um, so uh, I'm taking the Chargers here. Yeah, I'll take uh, I'll, I'll take the Chargers and the points. Yeah. Minus six. I, I, yeah. Yeah. So uh, another candidate for a suck ball. <laughs> the, you don't, you're not excited for this one? I don't. They should just cancel this game. The four oh five kickoff. It's uh, the best game in the four o'clock window. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, th- and somehow this is probably Fox's game of the week or something stupid. Yeah. Uh, uh, the the Jags visiting the Seahawks. America's game of the week. Uh, America's game of the week. <laughs> now, nah, uh, luckily for us, it's on CBS. Oh uh, boy. Seattle minus three though at home against the Jags, which is. I know they got Geno Smith and, and a trash defense. But. That's got to be the only reason, right? It's got to be Geno. Eh, eh, yeah. If Russell's starting, this game goes the other way. If Russell's starting, this is like a minus eight and a half line, probably more. Yeah, we get, we need to get a war stat on that. <laughs> Wins above replacement, baby. <laughs> God, Gino looks so bad. I had I had such high, I had to start him in fantasy this past week because of injuries and Josh Allen being on by, and he was the only one available. It was him or Zach Wilson. Really, I couldn't have done worse with either of them. Like they, that was a that was a you could have signed, you could you could have picked up Kendall Hinton, yeah, and played him at Q, yeah. So uh, <laughs> this is going to be a bad football yeah. game. Yeah, Seattle minus three. I'll take that. I'll take that. Um, I, this like, is yeah. I I don't I don't want to watch this football game. I got the Jags on the start of a winning streak here. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we're gonna grind it out. Gonna gonna grind out two in a row, and then. Uh, my man's going to be in the locker room going, we win one more, and that's called a winning streak. Mm. And then he's going to go. And then they're going to go back on their 20-game losing streak. Yeah, and then they're going to, he's going to go ride the rails with some co-eds in Seattle. Love it. Gonna Sign go, me up. Going to go visit Chaz and get weird. Yeah, yeah, they can do, uh, it's a, what, legal weed out there? Yeah. Urban's going to have a time. Urban's going to have a day. Uh, the Bucks and the Saints, this should be a decent game. I will say this every time we talk about a Saints game. Are you getting good Jameis or bad Jameis? And I think really Jameis is going to be the the reason that the Saints don't win this game. That's fair. Um, yeah, I, 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 I their defense is going to keep them in it. Well, I'll say this too: the Bucks' defense started the year slow, yep. and they have started to put it together. Yes, they the Bucks' defense for Bills fans very similar to how the Bills' defense started last year, where they had like I mean you know they got the pieces, they got the talent. Obviously, they just won the Super Bowl, but then they kind of came out and just. They tried to go with the identity that they had last year, but teams were ready for it. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. And now they had to refine their their new identity, and they're starting to settle in. They're yeah. starting to they're starting to get there. So, uh, Tampa minus five and a half here in New Orleans, which is a lot. That's a lot of points for a division game on sure the road. Is. I'll probably take I'll probably take the Saints plus five and a half, but I would take the Bucks money line. Right. Um, I I think it's gonna be. It's going to be tight. I mean, the, again, the Saints are playing good defense. They've only got 101 points you against. Know, like, you also know just NFL division games. They're tough. Shit's weird. They're tough. Because you, just, you, you, you build, know. You, like, who was it? Marv Levy said the easiest way to make the playoffs is to win your division. Win your division. So you build your team to, to, be, to be good against the guys in your division, and then you worry about the rest of the NFL later. The, like, the, the, the beautiful – the easiest <clears throat> example of this right now is the AFC West. Chiefs have been dominating – the Chargers went out and they said, we're going to build our team like the Chiefs. We're going to get a defense that's opportunistic and create turnovers, and then we're going to have a gunslinger on offense. We're going to go for that. The Raiders 
said, we're going to have power run offense. We're going to try to eat clock. And then we're going to have a defense who can get after the quarterback and, again, maybe can get a turnover or two. Right. Opportunistic. The Broncos tried to do that. and then Well, the Broncos also said we're going to go with the power running style, shorten clock, and then have a actual defense. Right. Um, that's their style. But all of that, all three of those teams are gearing up to try to unseat the Chiefs. Right. You know, so when you get out of division, you get out of conference, that's where the, you know, the things get a little bit more hectic. Yeah. But – you can clearly see those teams and why they're structured how the way they, they are. are. Yeah, I mean the, the the Saints here, you know, again they they don't they're they're a good defensive team. Yeah, they just very I, good. I, they just don't do enough on offense to win this one, in my opinion. Yeah, uh, honestly, Sean Payton gets gets all the credit in the world for being you know kind of Andy Reid esque with offensive schemes, and I'd argue he's done a very very poor job of getting Alvin Kamara mismatched or you know just getting him the ball at the right time. You right. know what I mean? Because teams are going to go into the game, and you should know it's going to be make James beat you. Yeah. Right? I mean, at the end of the day, if Alvin Kamara beats you, you're going to be like, well, we, we, we could have done something about that. If Jameis, if Jameis goes out and throws five touchdowns, you're like, well, shit, we thought it was going to be normal Jameis. Right. And, I mean, here's, here's a guy, like last week, Kamara came out, 20 carries. Average 2.5 a carry. Yeah. Because why? Because they're going to stack the box and say, you're not beating us. So you got to find ways to get him outside, get him in space, and he's not right. That's so. that's my thing is he's not scheme like he gets all the credit for being a great schemer, and he's not scheming anything up. Fucking schemers. Yeah, you. right. Bucks by two possessions. Oh, so you're taking ten, Tampa ten, ten points. Tampa plus points here. Ten, ten, ten point win for the for the Bucks here. I think we're gonna we're gonna call a thirty to twenty game. All right. I think I'm going to be giving the Saints a lot of credit for 20 points. Maybe they score on defense. Let's go with that. Uh, another suck ball candidate: the football team against the Broncos. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater can't get out of his own goddamn way right now. Yeah, he's playing like Drew Locke. Uh, Taylor Heineke playing like he belongs in the XFL as a backup. Stop that. Um, the Washington football defense. That's an XFL defense. That's an XFL defense right there. Uh, a lot of first-round picks on that uh, defense, I mean, too. are we talking about, like, a across-the-board sophomore slump for that team? Like, what, what are we talking well, about? Well, I, mean, I don't know if everybody's a sophomore. I think they just... Uh... Is, is Chase Young's sophomore slump so bad that it's infecting other people? True. True. Chase, I don't know what is wrong with Chase Young. He thinks he's like a speed rusher right now, and it's like, buddy, do you understand? You're like 6'5", 280. Right. Freaking come off the ball. Yeah, get into some people. It's, it's never good when a guy that size is like, to avoid I, contact. Just, well, especially when we when we were playing them. he His thing was he was getting so far upfield pass and run defense, he was creating gaps for us. Right. And it's like at some point it was he, well, at he some looked point, like Jerry staff, Hughes. Yeah, at some point as a coaching staff, you have to be like, okay, man, that's fantastic. We spent the number two overall pick on you. But if you're going to play like a jackass, I'm not putting you on the field. Right. You either play your responsibility or we're going to we're going to find somebody in this league who will. He he does. He he looks like the Jerry Hughes of old. Yeah. Um even 3 2 3 years ago, you know, Jerry Hughes had that 7 yards upfield and plant a foot and go. Right. Uh the problem was Jerry was fast enough to get away with that and actually hit home sometimes. Right. Um, well, Jerry's also, what, 6'1", 250? Right. Not 6'4", 280? Right. So, you know, and we've seen that even he's had to change the way he plays. Right. So he's not getting upfield as much, and he's actually doing well. Maybe not on the step board. Maybe he's not hauling in the sacks that he was, but yeah. he's doing well defensively. He's in the he's right also, place to do the right thing. We've also done a nice job with Jerry just because he's older. I mean, we don't play him in the run right. anymore. We got Groot for that. We got Epinesa, all that good stuff. So we don't have to rely on Jerry in the run game anymore. But that's kind of the issue with Chase Young, too, is 
he doesn't set the edge. Right. And that's that's the, arguably the most important job of the DN is to set the edge so that you can get into third and long and then go get the passer. Right. Regardless, Denver minus three at home here. Um, I'll probably take Denver uh, money line, but I would not go with the, the three-point spread here. Right. Uh, as far as a straight-up win or loss, I it's tough. I'm going to take the Broncos at home. Yeah. Um, mile high. Mile high. It's going to be a tough place to play for guys who don't like to play, apparently. Right. So uh, this one, actually our next two round out what we've – uh, what we've got for games of the week so far. Again, we're only waiting for the uh, Suck Bowl of the week. <clears throat> the Cowboys at the Vikings. The Statman picks this as the shootout of the week uh, between two offenses that have lots of dudes that can make plays. couple guys being dudes, you know. A couple guys doing dude things. Uh, is Adam Thielen on Bold Claim Ben's dynasty roster? No, he's not. He should Damn be. Damn it. I know. Somebody should make that trade. Uh, Dallas minus two and a half going into Minnesota at night here. This is going to be a good night game. Uh, this will be one that I will struggle to stay awake for because I'm working the morning show on Monday morning. But yeah. uh, it's definitely going to be one I would be interested to watch. It's also going to be gonna a long watch day. Your, you're going to watch your eyelids for the second half. Uh, I, I watched my eyelids for the second half of a few games this year so far. So, <laughs> uh, and Especially because i got to be up and moving by 5 in the morning the next day after a tailgate. It's gonna be sounds, like, sounds like a coward move it's gonna to gonna me. It's going to be a tough run for uh, the two night games this week for me. But... Um, I'm taking. A, I'm going to take a Vikings upset here. You're going to take a Vikings upset. I'm going to take a Vikings you're gonna upset. Have, you're going to have some nads on like bold claim Ben. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I'm going to pick the team that's probably going to win that game as an upset. I'll, I'll I'll go with I'll go with a bold claim here too. I'll I'll say the Vikings miss a field goal as time expires. Ooh. Vikings doing Viking things. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. So I'll take I'll take an absolute shootout. Dak lights it up, and then the Vikings get down at the end of the game and miss like a 49 to 50 yard field goal. I like as it. Time expires. I like it. And also, then, the Sunday night games this year have been really good in terms of being close and like good games. Besides yeah, the Bills blowout of the Chiefs, electric. Uh, that so, was a really good game. I don't know what you're talking about. I enjoyed it. Right. Um, the Chiefs find themselves back on Monday night, and this was this ended up being bold claim Ben's upset, taking the Giants over the Chiefs at Arrowhead. I love it because KC at home favored by ten points. That's a real upset pick. Yeah. Let's go, Ben. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I I don't enjoy watching the Chiefs play football anymore. No, it's do, just not. Do, the, the question here is: Do the Giants have enough on no. defense to slow their offense down? No. And do the Giant can the Giants do enough to score points? Yes, right. Because so, the Chiefs' defense is that bad. Yes, I will take Giants plus ten. But if I had to pick a winner, money line, Casey. But 10 points, the way KC's been playing, eh. This feels like a game that should be in the 30s for both teams, and I'm going to say neither team's going to break 20 for some reason because both offenses are going to find a way to suck. I love that. Uh, I think the Chiefs take this one, personally. Um, I, I think 10 points is a lot. They've been, they've been playing like trash. Yeah. They got yeah, blown I, out by two. Now, granted, the Titans and Bills are pretty good teams, but they got blown out by those two teams. They They've... Every game that they've been in has been pretty close besides, you know, those two. Yeah. I mean, I I didn't think we'd be sitting at this point of the season talking about the Chiefs being three and four. I'm so happy we are. I don't know. We did talk about that uh, in the preview. We did. We talked about how they've been unnaturally healthy for 
too many years, and this could be a year they kind of slide into the the six seed, three seed kind of thing. You know? Yeah. It's gonna be interesting. I mean, because they and they have a tough road ahead. They got the Packers, the Raiders, the Cowboys, the Broncos, the Raiders, the Chargers, the Steelers, the Bengals, and the Broncos. Yeah. In order, I mean, that's a lot of defenses. That that that's a that's a lot of defense. Like we, <laughs> we we just talked about the fact that like you know the the Broncos are built to play defense. Uh, I don't. I mean, and you're, the Chiefs' defense is so bad that the, the Broncos' offense might look to get right against them. That's that's the big thing that people have not realized about the Chiefs. I'm going to bring up drive success rate again. the The Chiefs have the best offensive drive success rate in the league. Sure, eighty two percent. Their defense, eighty two point nine percent defensive drive success rate. They are literally so bad at getting teams off the field that it's. It's the 1991 Super Bowl with Jim Kelly versus the Giants every week. Yeah. It's Pat Mahomes is watching the game, and the defense is just letting up points, <laughs> letting up points, letting up points, and then he's got to he's got to come from behind. Right. And they listen. They did that for a while, but you know that all those are pretty much fifty fifty coin flips, and all of a sudden it's all coming up tails. Yeah. And one it, after it, it another. Came up heads for a long time, and now we're coming up tails across the board. So. Um. I have I have one one question for you. This is a bold claim question. Hit me. And it's not from bold claim, Ben. I'm coming at you with this from myself. Do the Chiefs make the playoffs this year? Yes. Okay. Squeaking in as a as a wild card across the board somewhere. Yeah, I, I'm standing by my preseason take that they lose to the Browns in the playoffs. Interesting. So uh, I'm I'm going to make. I, I said this the other day. They may not. The, the the their their strength their their schedule down down the road here is tough. Um, I mean, analytically, having a strong strength of schedule is a bad thing. Yes, and they have one of the league's highest strengths of schedules. <laughs> I mean, you you finish first in your division, you're playing all other first place teams, and I, they match up against a tough division otherwise. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say the Chiefs the Chiefs miss out because of their their schedule down the stretch here, <clears throat> to the point that we may be seeing them play the Broncos. In the la- in week seventeen for a spot for a spot yeah and that's I mean the a lot of this with the Chiefs is what's it called I forgot what I was gonna say never mind continue well and so the the tail end of that for me is uh, that last game against the Broncos is January 9th in Denver that weather should slow down that your offense which is your strong point. And that I mean that that the the Broncos running game is hopefully good. You you have a tough game there. Yeah. To try to make the playoffs if you if you oh, do enough through the board. I remember what I was saying. This is all just new territory for the Chiefs. Right. They've just they've never they've never had to compete for their own division title in right. the past three four years. Right. So how they respond to this is going to tell us a lot about what kind of team they actually are. Are they really a dynasty? Or is this just one of those, oh, man, Chiefs are going to take over and be good for 10 years, and then football happens, where it's not actually like that. Yeah. (laughs) As much as people want to pretend like it's the norm, the Patriots dynasty is not how things work. Yeah, so uh, that'll about wrap it up for this episode of Hats, Stats, and Stats. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Hats, Stats, and Stats. Can we we touch on the Chicago Blackhawks thing real quick? Yeah, go ahead. Have you read anything about that? I have not. Okay, so the 2010 Stanley Cup run – they had a video guy who made sexual advances on a couple players. Oh. And um, they had a whole internal investigation about this because he left, went to University of Miami, Ohio, sexually assaulted uh, another kid there, 
and then got fired from Miami, Ohio, went to a high school program and sexually assaulted two kids there. What oh. came out re- this week was that the entire upstairs management plus coaches had a meeting when this happened in Chicago during the 2010 Stanley Cup run and said, hey, so we're all aware this happened. We're going to take care of it, but we're going to wait until after this run. And then they conveniently lost a lot of paperwork for the guys hiring things. Oh, no. All this stuff. And so Stan Bowman is now out as Chicago GM, out as U.S. Oh, no. Olympic GM. Joel Quenville, who's I did the see coach. That. I did see that part. Yes. Joel Quenville, who's coach of the Florida Panthers, is going to have to talk to Gary Bettman. I think it's today or tomorrow. Uh, Shovel Dayoff, who's a GM for the Jets, is going to have to answer. So this is very Penn State, Joe Paterno. We knew what was going on, didn't do anything because we didn't want to upset team chemistry and winning. And it's all coming to heads oh. are rolling. That's heads are rolling. One hundred percent, not what you want there. Um, Just something that it's it's a sports news thing. And look at man, if 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 you're out there, you're a player, whatever, and shit's going on in your program. You know what I mean? Don't be afraid to speak up. Get it, authorities involved. It did like that. You, shit, you should, have to at this point. I mean, the fact that the Blackhawks not only let this guy go and didn't warn any other programs about what he did. They sent him to then juveniles. They sent him to college and then high school and didn't let anybody know. And then he sexually assaulted more people. Yeah. Like, and the thing too with the Chicago Blackhawks is they they tried to pass it off as, well, these guys are all adults. So like, it's not that big of a deal that he tried to, you know, I don't know, grab an NHL hockey player who's like 22 years old at the time. Right. Like, that's not an issue because we're all adults. That's not how that works. No, and that that's one of those things. We live in a world now where if you are aware of something along those lines happening, you have to say something. Yeah. Because if you don't, you're culpable for everything Literally they do everything. from that point this, on. The, the crazy thing, too, is that this dude, this videographer, his name's on the Stanley Cup still. Right. Oh, that's a tough look. Yeah, so Chicago's in a bit of a bit of a tough spot. Yeah, a little, little bit, a little bit. But, yeah. So, uh. Well, with that, that'll do. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, with, with, no, you're good. With that, that that'll wrap up this episode of Hat Stats and Stats. Hat Stats and Stats, part of the BICBP Radio Network, www.bicbp-radio.com. Click on the podcast tab. Click on the sports page. Click on our logo. You'll find all our stuff. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and anywhere else you get your podcasts from. Find us on Facebook, uh, Instagram, and Twitter. Hat Stats and Stats Podcast on Facebook at Hat Stats Stats on Twitter at HTS underscore Pod on Instagram. Uh, we got a lot of cool stuff going across the board on there. You can also find the totally indisputable team ranking systems on all of those things. If you search, I would I would recommend not searching tits if you don't want to come up with some weird tits stuff. For the number four HTSP. There you go. So it's at. Tits for HTSP on Twitter, uh, and there's also a just to- search totally indisputable team ranking system on Facebook. It'll come up there. Find us on all the social media. Like, follow, share, subscribe, and put it out there for the world. Uh, I do possibly have an update here, real quick. Um, so Taylor is leaning toward the Jags and Seahawks as the Suck Bowl. Um, he asked if Wilson is playing this week. I believe Wilson is still out. So that'll probably be his lock for that, the Jags at the Seahawks, as of this recording. So uh, thanks for tuning in, guys. Big Diesel, thanks for coming in and joining me, bud. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. Go Bills. Go Bills. We'll catch you guys next week.